HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm gonna do this to protect myself. Do it for them, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Jazzcast Pros. We really need a protest of what we're feeding our children. That's what we need. We need to just get, get angry, get mad, and say, no more. What can we do to resolve this? Because our children cannot learn if they are dealing with this kind of a menu every day. They just can't. This is a very, very important subject because when we look, look at the, the child obesity numbers, right, mm -hmm. and the number of, of young people that are already on dialysis, young people needing kidney transplants and things of that nature, part of that equation is what they're being fed in these institutions in which they're going. Because we're not teaching children anything about food in our schools, I had run across these beautiful, beautiful blueberries. I mean, they were so beautiful, they were almost picture perfect. I walk into the room, I put the bowl down, and I'm looking at the body language of the kids, and finally one of the children spoke up and said, what kind of nuts are those? I, and my mouth flew open because it dawned on me immediately that they had never had an experience with blueberries. Welcome to Igniting Hope Radio, where we realize the differences between equity and equality. Here at the Buffalo Center for Health Equity, quite frankly, we don't want equality. We want equity. The only way to change hearts and minds is through emotional engagement, to get people behind it, and continuously support the concept with facts. This is our aim and our mission weekly as you join Pastor George on Igniting Hope Radio. This is Pastor George Nicholas, chair of the Buffalo Center for Health Equity and the, the African-American Health Equity Task Force. And this is the Igniting Hope podcast today with uh, Chef Connie Irvin, who has been providing some, some outstanding information for us about, you know, making sure that we change some of our habits and, and how we feed ourselves and how we feed those our loved ones, those around us. So let me just talk about our children. High sugary cereals, honey bun, and even those packages of juice, which aren't really juice. They're, I don't know, they're like a juice thingy. I don't know what they are. So can you tell us about how that begins to, to create an appetite within our children to almost, almost crave some of these high sugar, high salt, type items because they're getting fed them every day in the, in the schools. And what impact would it have if we just totally within our schools gave children healthy food and how that it maybe Im impacts their educational experience as well? Go ahead. Well, I'm going to take it back one step. Before I answer that question, I'm going to take it back a step when our children are infants and getting formulas at one point, I did some research around formulas 
And because, you know, let's face it, there's um, not as much breastfeeding going on nowadays as it was like when my parents, when my mother was coming along and et cetera. So this formula, they weren't even willing to tell you what the sugar content was in the formula because they knew it was so high. So what happens is your children, it's just like everything else. You get a taste for it. So it became difficult to put items, healthier items in front of our children because they would spit it out, they push it away because they wanted something sweet. The other thing we do with our children, which we think is really, really innocent, is we let them at very early ages, we start letting them get, they want what we want. We're drinking a soda and you turn that little soda can up to them and you let them have a little sip. That is all contributing to that whole development of sugar in our palates. Now we get to school. And I'll tell you, whenever I go to school, even the adults will tell me, you know, good luck with trying to teach these kids something healthy. And it's because the media has given us the perception that in order to eat healthy, it has to be, quote, rabbit food or something that doesn't taste like, taste good, that it's cardboard-like or et cetera. So the kids will gravitate. If they see something healthy on their plate, they, first of all, most times are not even familiar because we're not teaching children anything about food in our schools. So what they know is what they gravitate towards. So that honey bun, oh yeah, I like that. It's sweet, it's good. That juice box, oh, I know that. It's sweet, it's good, okay? So that's what happens. But if we look at the science of sugar in our body, what happens is you eat that item, your sugar level spikes, and you're feeling great for about 30, 35 minutes, and then it drops you like a rock and you're hungry again, which is the reason why our kids really want those empty calories. They go then to the corner store, they pick up a soda and a bag of chips, and they feel like, okay, I'm full again. They get the spike and then it drops you like a rock again. Now, what is that doing to us? You cannot learn if you don't have proper nutrition in your body. You just can't. It doesn't work. It doesn't feed your brain. It doesn't help you at all to go through this spike up and down all day of sugar shots. It just doesn't. So now we have a whole culture of kids in the morning who are getting this breakfast item. Why are our children, why is that person running around the room? Because they can't focus, they can't do anything because they're on this sugar thing, this sugar rush thing. Then we get to lunch. And I talk to the kids about lunch. And I, I can challenge any, just about any public school system to monitor what goes in the garbage every day in a school because most half of what it, they'll look at it if it's pizza they'll 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 eat the pizza pretty much pizza is universal but they'll look at that tray they'll take off what's sweet if there's applesauce they'll take the applesauce they might perhaps take the fresh fruit but the rest of it is kind of mysterious to them if there's broccoli there mm, i don't eat that that's going in the garbage. If there's, you know, or or we're feeding them things that are just really, because we've got these guidelines that we have to follow. 
two breads, two, you know, the protein, the whatever, whatever. And whatever we can do to fill that on a very tiny budget, by the way, the last time I checked, it was like $2.78 per kid. I don't know how much you can feed a kid that's healthy on $2.78. So there's a lot of factors is what I'm going after here that contribute to what is being fed to our children. And it really requires a movement for people to go down and we really need a protest of what we're feeding our children. That's what we need. We need to just get get angry, get mad and say, no more. What can we do to resolve this? Because our children cannot learn if they are dealing with this kind of uh, a menu every day. They just can't. I go into the schools at about 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and the kids are starving. That's the other problem is a lot of them are going to lunch at 10.30 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And that it's just incredible what we're doing to our kids on the food level. When it comes to the, the, the issue around what we feed our children, cost should not be a factor. And, and recently, you know, with the, with the Biden money coming in, you know, I know that the, the Buffalo Post Schools just got an additional, what, a couple hundred million dollars or what have you. And so there's, there's dollars that are coming in. I think what we need to do in a caring community, a community that really prioritizes children in a community where you can give, you know, you can spend $850 million on a football stadium, right? You can give, you can give Elon Musk a couple hundred million dollars to allegedly build the solar panels, right? And, and then yet you're telling us as a community that we cannot provide healthy, balanced, tasty, plentiful, food for our children. That just doesn't fly, right? That when we're prioritizing stuff, because we know, as you said, uh, it's kind of that the inability of, of a child to have proper nutrition impacts his or her academic experience. And when we know that our children are already lagging behind academically versus white children in the suburbs, and, and if we know, we know the science, this is not your opinion, the science is telling us that proper nutrition is necessary for these children, then we have to figure out a way to make the, that kind of, of food available to our children. And we also have to, I'm hearing you say, we almost have to retrain our parents and our children to not dismiss healthy food without even trying it because they're my, we almost have to deprogram them to say, well, wait a second, this is, this is good for you and it is good. And so you're right. I think we need to really, and from the Buffalo Center for Health Equity, we're going to make this uh, something that we're going to try to, to address and build a coalition. We have like Delaware North, which is one of the largest uh, food vendors, one of the most profitable com companies in Western New York, and, and there's no reason why they can't be a partner in helping and, or Wegmans or Rich Products or whoever and say, listen, we're going to make sure that these children have uh, what they need. And, and so, uh, yeah, we need to start a movement around this, uh, Ms. Connie, because this is it's 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 almost you could argue. Uh, you could argue that when you when you, if, a, if a parent 
is not properly feeding their child, we'll, we'll, we'll quickly try to, to label them as unfit, right? But what, but what happens when a whole institution, a whole system does that? To thousands of children. Yes, and it's, and it's on both sides of the fence, though. The education piece is extremely, extremely important. And I'll, I'll give you just a quick anecdote. I did a program with some young people. They were all ages five through about 12. And I was so excited the day I was going to see them because I had run across these beautiful, beautiful blueberries. I mean, they were so beautiful. They were almost picture perfect. And I was excited because that day we were going to do blueberry pancakes, right? I walk into the room, I put the bowl down and I'm looking at the body language of the kids. And finally, one of the children spoke up and said, what kind of nuts are those? I, I My mouth flew open because it dawned on me immediately that they had never had an experience with blueberries. So I quickly regrouped. I did a taste test around the table. Once they tasted those blueberries, I hardly had enough blueberries left to do the, la do the lesson that day. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's about yes. experiencing food. It's about, so it has to happen on both sides because parents, rightfully so, are not going to buy food that their children are going to reject. They don't have money for their kids to throw in the garbage. They just don't have it. So we've got to make sure that it happens. And that's why the hands-on approach that I take with Aunt Connie's Edgy Kitchen is to get people to actually experience the food, make it themselves. And once they do that, then it's easier for them to make the transition and say, yes, I'm going to add that to my menu. I'm going to add that in our household because now we're all on board. So how do they get in contact with you, Aunt Connie? I have a website. They can... <laughs> they can just reach out to me, Aunt Connie's Edgy Kitchen. I'm online and uh, it'll pop right up. Aunt Connie's E-D-U-K-I-T-C-H-E-N. And then we're going to put that As on you can a, see, gonna... I'm very passionate about this stuff. <laughs> see, I only want people with passion on my podcast because we, we have at the Buffalo Center for Health Equity, we have a passion for the survival of our people because we are at risk. And we have, and for too long, we have had people uh, who have been in positions of influence and leadership in our community that don't have a passion for the survival and prosperity of Black people. We're going to put the link to your website, to our website, buffalohealthequity.org. Remember, Aunt Connie's website, go to ours, we'll, and there will be a link there for you to get in contact with you. We're going to have you on again because this is some, some very uh, life-saving information that we have provided for you uh, for you today. So this is Pastor George Nicholas, chair of the Buffalo Center for Health Equity. You have been listening to the Igniting Hope podcast today with uh, Chef Connie Irvin, who has been providing some, some outstanding information, you know, making sure that we change some of our habits and, and how we feed ourselves and if you don't want to change your eating habits for yourself, change them for the people in your life, for the people that love you, the people who care about you. 
you know, and when you think about, well, I want to have that three three cans of sodas, and I and I want to eat those three hamburgers and a slab of ribs or whatever that it is we're eating, and we understand, and we're not trying to shame you, but we just want folks to begin to just think and pause for a moment about what this is actually doing to my body, and then get the information about how you can better feed yourself and feed those around you. Well, it's been Ignite and Hope Radio. Thank you for tuning in for your weekly dose of hope. And we ask you listeners to please share, like, subscribe, whether it be on Spotify, Apple, whatever your podcast listening platform is. Share it with a friend and tell us what you think. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and be healthy. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry. Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.